In our text this morning, we see what happens when an assembly allows in pride as a part of their life. And I I really wanted to, before we get into heavy theology of the fall, to talk about the practical aspects. We're going to talk about every minutia of chapter 3 of Genesis. But to get at home right now, I want to talk about what causes disagreements in your home and, and arguments in your home and squabbles in your home and why we are impatient and, and why we get hurt and why we're oversensitive and, and why uh, we, you know, all the things that happen in our homes. If you really scrutinize them and do a culture on them. When you're sick, you know, they say, okay, you know, cough it up. Let me take a culture. We'll grow that thing real big and magnify it so we can see what it is that's infected you. You know, they, you ever been swabbed? You know, they stick that three-foot-long thing down your throat and choke you and they pull it out and stick it in the tube. What are they doing? They're trying to take a little microscopic thing and blow it up so you can see it. James takes the microscope and blows up a, a little biopsy of the church and he says if you go back behind all the problems you find pride is at the root and so genuine Christians recognize and turn from pride and all of its evil so let me just give you his as a doctor I can just see James wearing his white lab coat here and he's coming out with dun 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 here's the result of your biopsy and what he says is in verses 1 through 6 When pride seeps into the life of believers, here's what it looks like. And it reminds me of ink blots on the lovely white wedding dress. James's verse showed the stains on those first century church members. When Satan had come into the scene, and like Jesus warned, he would come in John 10.10 to steal and kill and to destroy, that's what happens when his awful whispers of pride come into this fellowship. Jesus said, no, I, I came that you might have life and life abundant. So what we're going to see here in, in, in chapter 4 is a contrast between Satan's evil of pride and the beauty of Christ's humility. And let me just, I'll real quickly go through all of these points and then we'll cover them one at a time. Verse 1, pride, number one, will poison relationships. Where do fights and wars come from? If there are fights and wars in our, our families, in our relationships, in our homes, in our marriages, in our ministries, if there are fights, if there's any type of of tension, pride is what has poisoned those relationships. That's verse 1 at the beginning. Secondly, at the end it says, uh, of verse 1, do they not come from desires for pleasure that war in your members? Pride also pollutes our life. What happens is when, when pride comes in, it begins to manifest itself in every part of our life. It just wars within us. Thirdly, look at verse 2. Pride produces anxiety in my life. A proud person lusts and does not have. Murders and covets and cannot obtain. Fights and wars doesn't have because he doesn't ask. What's all that about? Murder in the church? What are we talking about? The Lord said if you're angry at your brother without a cause, it's like you murdered him. First John says if you don't love, you're like a murderer. And and so when we are loveless and self-centered and thinking only of our ground or our stuff or our pleasures or our time and everything, we in God's sight are like murderous because we are murder is the opposite of love. And so he's saying that, that pride produces anxiety. So we grant in fact this week we're plotting through we're almost done with Second Kings. We read a chapter a day with the children and as we're reading along, this last night, no the night before's chapter was about Athaliah. I mean how many of you could talk about Athaliah? I mean I was sitting there while they were reading thinking, Oh Lord, 
what can we do positive with this? This wicked woman comes in and kills all the, the royal house. So the kids, when they got done with that paragraph, they looked at Daddy. They always do. They said, mm-hmm. So what about Athaliah? I says, Athaliah was a bad girl growing up. They said, how do you know? I says, well, because she grasped the kingship. She wanted to be king over Judah. I said, and killed all the royal seed. And therefore, that shows she was a graspy person. And that means she was probably grabbing cookies when she was a little girl. It goes together, you know. When they're two years old and they're putting their hand in the plate, when they're 20 years old, they're going to be putting something else in. And by the time she's 60, she's putting a knife in people. Do you see it? Sin grows. And we talked about grasping. And so that night in the prayer, it was so sweet, my four-year-old said, God, I'm not going to take any more cookies. I don't want to be like Athaliah. Well, at four years old, he got one principle. Well, look, look at this. It says, you lust. And verse 2, and and. You, you do anything to get what you want. That's an Athaliah complex. You just, you'll do anything to get what you want. And that happens in the church. People say, if you don't do that, I'm going to withdraw my giving. What's that? That's Athaliah. That's pride. That's, that's the, the production of, of pride in our life. Look at verse 3. Another thing that happens is you ask and don't receive. Pride will plunder my prayers. We'll talk about that in a minute. Verses 4 and 5. Pride will provoke God's enmity against us. He says, don't you know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Uh, Whoever loves the world makes himself, the end of verse 4, the enemy of God. Pride makes God bring his battleship up and start fighting against us. That's literally what it means. We'll see in just a moment. And finally, the last bad thing about pride, it poisons relationships, pollutes my life, produces anxiety, plunders my prayers, provokes God's enmity against me. The last thing in verse 6, the first part of it, it says God, but he gives more grace, therefore he says, this is God speaking, God resists the proud. Pride will always prevent me from growing spiritually. Pride hinders my spiritual growth. And, and you know, I, I meet with people and they say, oh, I'm trying so hard, I'm reading my Bible and everything, I don't seem to be growing. Do you know why? God resists pride in our lives. If you're a believer, God will resist you. 